With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Hello and welcome to another day of Not Gambling Advice. It is Monday, April 10th, and I am your host, Peter Apple. And Not Gambling Advice is sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code JUSTBASEBALL when you download for a full instant deposit match. On my game picks, I'm also using BetMGM. Use code JB200. If you are betting on an MLB money line, wager $10 on any MLB money line and receive $200 instantly. If you are a smaller better, I would advise to use that code. If you are a bigger better, use code just baseball in order to get a $1,000 deposit match. Whatever you deposit, they will match up to $1,000. Let's do a quick recap of yesterday. Um, wasn't great objectively. Well, it was until the last game. Eh, wasn't even great until the last game. It was mediocre. So we hit on the Red Sox versus the Tigers under. That was awesome. So we hit that one. And then Brewers, Cardinals, that game just did not bounce our way at all. Bases loaded, no outs. All we need is a base hit for the over to hit. And of course, three up, three down. The umpire, enormous zone. If you check out the umpire scorecard, just not a good game. Nothing bounced our way in that game, but I stand behind that pick. I think it was the right play, but that's just baseball sometimes. And you're listening to a podcast on the Just Baseball Network, so we definitely know that to be the case. Um, we hit on our prize picks, which is great. It was actually our first one of the season. We are 1-4 on prize picks, down .95 units. So we're starting to get better, starting to get more data, and that is going to tick up because we were great on it last year. Just been off to a really slow start without much data to go off of, but now we're finally starting to get it, so those should continue to tick up. And then on the night game, Sunday Night Baseball, gave out Braves money line, which wasn't one of my official picks at the beginning, but I thought baseball sense-wise, it was the right pick, and man, was it not. The Padres absolutely steamrolled them. So at the end of the day, we went down 1.37 units on the game pick side, but we went up 0.4 units on the prize pick side. So we lost a little under one unit. And now we're back again today for vengeance. I have three game picks plus two props. Let's talk about them. But again, straight plays record this season, 18 and 15 plus 2.96 units. Prize picks entries, one and four down 0.95 units. The first game, San Diego Padres versus the New York Mets at 7.10 p.m. Eastern. The pitching matchup is you Darvish versus Max Scherzer. We should be fading the Padres. We fade the team traveling after Sunday Night Baseball. It worked last week, and it'll probably work again. However, there is one problem. You Darvish owns the Mets. If you know any Mets fans, text them and ask them about what you Darvish has done to that poor fan base. I can promise you one thing. They are terrified of that bad man. They are scared for good reason. 
this level of dominance dates back a few years ago. In 2019, Darvish threw 14 innings against the Mets and allowed five earned runs to give him a 3-2-1 ERA. In 2021, Darvish didn't really have a great year. He posted a 4-2-2 ERA overall. He still threw pretty well against the Mets, though, of course, tossing five and a third and only allowing two earned runs. Last season is where it began to take shape, tossing 14 innings in the regular season and only allowing one earned run, a .64 ERA. The, his best mark against any team with at least nine innings thrown. The Mets met him in the playoffs and got trampled again. He threw seven innings while only allowing one earned run. The Mets just can't barrel Darvish. <laughs> He's an outstanding pitcher, so it's understandable, but this level of ineptitude against one pitcher is hilarious. If they completely snap out of it for one time in four years, good for them. I'm willing to pay to find out. On the flip side, it's Max Scherzer against the Padres team that just scored 10 runs and now has to travel from Atlanta to New York after Sunday Night Baseball. Nine times out of 10, we take the Mets in this spot. If we're, if it were anyone besides Darvish, we would take the Mets. It's been one of the most profitable systems over the past few years, but today brings different circumstances. Max Scherzer hasn't looked his best out of the gate, but his performance against the Padres is undeniably good. Yes, he got beat up in the playoffs for seven runs, but if you look at a larger sample, it's elite. Over 204 plate appearances against the Padres' current roster, he's posted a 30.4% strikeout rate, a 272 x Wobo, which means the quality of contact is super, super low, a 202 expected batting average, and a 377 expected slugging. Those numbers are fantastic, and he did pitch well against them in the regular season last year. So, I put a picture on the article, which you can find on JustBaseball.com, of Max Scherzer's graph, right, his pitch breakdown of his last start. I'm not seeing any bad signs. Spin rates are still fine. Uh, velocity actually went up slightly. It went up 0.1 miles an hour as it is change up. So on the four seam, curveball velocity was slightly up. Slider velocity down 0.1 miles an hour. Everything looks fine. He just didn't pitch that well in his, la in his first two starts. But I think he's due for a bounce back against a Padres team. That is coming off Sunday Night Baseball. I expect bats to be slow out of the gate. And we also have to remember, Scherzer was a 2-2-9 ERA guy last year. He's still one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. He's just gotten off to a bad start. I think in his third start, he writes those wrongs against this Padres team. But I prefer not to deal with any of the bullpens. So I'm going to take the under through the first five innings. And the model isn't going to count for travel fatigue. But so it'll generally make the total higher than it should be. And City Field is also projected as the second lowest run scoring environment of the day. So the Sim has the first five innings ending at around 4.4, 4.5. But I'm going to take the Mets versus the Padres under four at minus 125. But I'm not about to lay juice. So I'm just going to put one unit on it to win 0.8 units. Next game, Seattle Mariners versus Cup. Seattle Mariners versus the Chicago Cubs at 7.40 p.m. Eastern. The pitching matchup is Luis Castillo versus Drew Smiley. Simple one, folks. When wind blows out straight to left center, you take the over at Wrigley. Hitting conditions spike like crazy as balls hit the air and leave the yard acceleratedly. Luis Castillo is going for the Mariners, which is a concern because he's fantastic, but from my experience betting in these conditions, it doesn't matter. A routine pop fly that Luis Castillo gives up is most likely headed for extra bases. Sometimes there's just nothing a pitcher can do. We expect 10 to 15 mile an hour winds with wind gusts up to 18 to 20 miles an hour. All signs point to them blowing straight out. And there's an excellent website that um, I'll include in the episode description where you can track uh, the wind. You basically can just Google, is the wind blown out at Wrigley? And it's that first link more often than not. But I'll include the link in the episode description for you to track wind always. So 
if you track it in the morning, you see winds blowing out, jump on that over, right? But if it's blowing in aggressively, lean the under because the wind is a huge factor at Wrigley Field. And the over without the wind, I don't think is that bad of a play either. The Mariners had to use the bulk of their bullpen yesterday after a 12-inning game with Cleveland. Drew Smiley is one of the worst pitchers in baseball, so the Mariners should jump all over him. The Cubs' bullpen has been exceptional this season, but it won't be enough after the Mariners steamroll Smiley. The Sim actually has it at 9.5. I got it at 8 at minus 110. Of course, it has been steamed up right now. I would play it at 9, right? Right now, it's over 9 at minus 105. I expect it to keep moving. Nine would probably be my cutoff. Um, I do expect it to go over, but you just don't want to bet on a line that's been so inflated because you lose the value of it. But still, I think it goes well over nine runs. I think it's it's close to 10 or 11. So I think if you want to play it, nine. If it gets higher than that, maybe just lower your unit size because I do think that it's going to go over. So I have 1.1 units on the over eight um, at Minus 110. Next game, Houston Astros versus the Pittsburgh Pirates at 6.35 p.m. Eastern. It's Framber Valdez versus Roancy Contreras. So I had a gut feeling about this game when the line was announced, and I just wanted to check with the model, and it agreed. I was watching the Astros versus Twins game and the Pirates versus White Sox games yesterday to get a read on this series between the Astros and the Pirates. I kept watching the Astros hit the ball so hard, but it just wasn't turning into hits. They hit 13 balls over 95 miles an hour yesterday, but just kept running into outs. Not only that, but... I thought they put together some really good ABs and put up five runs, but it was left. I was left thinking that they had a lot more in the tank, and they're finally starting to get going a little bit. I saw the Pirates hit nine balls over 95 miles an hour, but most ended up being fly ball outs, leading to only two hits and one run for the Pirates yesterday. I like both offenses a lot today, and PNC Park is projected to be the third best run scoring environment of the day with winds blowing out to left field. So Framber, really, really good pitcher, right? But he doesn't quite look the same as last year. I've referenced these stats before, but I like to look at pitching plus this early in the season. A pitch modeling statistic grades each pitch along with the location. It's hard to believe, but Valdez ranks 129th out of 154 starting pitchers. And remember, pitching plus is some random stat I found on this Reddit forum. This is Fangraphs. This is a pitch modeling system that I really do trust comes from Eno Saris, who I really respect, one of the leading statistical guys in the baseball injury industry. He knows his stuff. And Valdez ranks 129th out of 154th. He sits right in between Zach Davies and Eric Lauer. And his issue is location. But the stuff doesn't look or grade nearly as sharp as last season. The Astros also will be without Brian Abreu in the bullpen and Presley pitched yesterday. They have plenty of depth, but the two best will likely not be ready to go or not at full strength. Roancy Contreras pitches today for the Pirates, who I do like, not today. He ranks 47th in pitching plus this season, but it's not because of his stuff, it's due to the location again. The Astros are a patient bunch, so if he allows free passes, it could be an early night for him. We took the under with him in his last matchup with the wind blowing in, but now it's blowing out and he's facing a better lineup. I don't see him pitching all that well today, and beyond him is a Pirates bullpen that used their three best arms yesterday. All should be available, but again, not at full strength, and we're already seeing eights in the market, so I jumped on seven and a half. The line is too low for how I think both teams will bring the bats today. Don't expect this to hit in the first five innings. I expect 
both pitchers to be around two to three runs each through five, six innings. But then I think the bullpens will be the deciding factor to make this game go over seven and a half. And my model has the game at nine runs total. So I'm going over seven and a half minus 115, 1.15 units to win one unit. Let's get to my prize picks entry of the day. Remember we hit yesterday. Hopefully we're getting on a good track today. Um, 0.25 units on this. Again, lower units. These are for fun. But again, use code just baseball for all new downloaders because you'll get a 100% deposit match. I'm going Kyle Gibson over five strikeouts. The A's have the fourth highest strikeout rate in baseball against righties. And Gibson's stuff ticked up in his last start. I think he carves them for six to seven Ks, anywhere from minus 150 to minus 170 to go over four and a half strikeouts. And every other pitcher keeps dominating this lineup, and I don't expect that to change today. Second leg, Zach Allen under six and a half strikeouts. The Brewers have the 12th lowest strikeout rate in the league against righties, and we're just still waiting for Gallon's stuff to look the same. His fastball velocity has dropped, and not a, been a ton of swing and miss in the Brewers lineup either. He's minus 135 in books to go under six and a half strikeouts compared to plus 100 to surpass it. I just think he's still being priced as an ace when he doesn't quite look like it yet. So those are the picks. Give me the Astros versus the Pirates over seven and a half. Give me the Mariners versus the Cubs over eight. Give me the Mets versus the Padres first five under four and a prize picks entry, including Kyle Gibson over five Ks and Zach Allen under six and a half strikeouts. Again, I'll be streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash fans at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, going over every single game, because while these are my picks of the day, I have leans on every other game, and so we'll go over all those, as well as have 10 to 12 cappers come on and give their picks. It's a great way to go over the slate for the day before all the games start. Again, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Need to see you there. Really appreciate you guys all listening. Of course, we haven't gotten off to the greatest start to this season yet, but I still believe that we will be profitable at the end of the year. I'm feeling better. I feel good. We feel good. Let's have a day. But we have to remember, it's not game advice.